Well, hello, everyone. Oh, it's so good to see you, Matt. I'm Ginger Gadsden. You're Matt Austin. This is another great edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. We hope it's great anyway, because we have a lot of great information and content to get to today. It's so nice seeing everyone. We took a little sabbatical last week because, Matt, you were on vacation. I don't know who approved that. Yeah, you know, you're going to notice something interesting this week. We're talking about anger, and uh, I am refreshed and renewed. I was in the mountains for a week, and you know what happens when I leave for vacation? Ginger Gadsden has to cover for me, so the opposite of refreshed and renewed so I'm is ragey. Ginger. Yes, she's very ragey, so be careful in the comments section today. If you're joining us on Facebook or Periscope or YouTube or wherever, we're getting some good mornings. We've got Periscope's still a thing. Oh, Periscope's a thing. Oh. Oh, yeah. Anywhere we can stream, we're going to stream Ginger Gadsden. Uh, Russell's already saying good morning. Good morning, Russell. We really appreciate everyone joining us. We're a little bit earlier today than we normally are. But we have a a topic that really, speaking of ragey, Matt, it has made so many people so uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. so unhappy, so angry, mad, whatever you want to say about it. And we're talking about the issue of to mask or not to mask. (laughs) That is the question. And, you know, and there are two camps on this and you have camp, you know, camp mask and we sleep in a mask. We wake up in a mask, you know, we drive we in a mask. mask. Do you see all these people driving in masks? Why are you driving in a mask? So, so camp mask is really committed. The other camp, they want to set your mask on fire while you're wearing it. <laughs> And we're going to start right now with uh, Camp B, the people who want to set your mask on fire as you're wearing it. Let's t- let's take a look. I think all of you should be in a psych ward right the heck now because none of you, none of you know what the hell you are all talking about. This is insane. And then you want to open this meeting with a prayer to God. Are you praying to the devil? Because God is not listening to that prayer because all of you are practicing the devil's Log. What happened to Bill Gates? Why is he not in jail? Why is Hillary Clinton not in jail? Why are all of the, all of these pedophiles that are demanding you all to, to listen to their rules? Why are they not in jail? Oh, is it because you're part of them? Thank are you ma'am. part of the deep your state? The deep state is going ma'am, down, and if any of you are morning. in the deep state, Ooh. you're going I'm down finding, with it. I'm finding that you are right the heck meeting. now. She went the whole QAnon route. She went deep state. She went. Uh, I mean, the whole oh, the whole deal. Oh my gosh! Now that was from West Palm. And obviously, they she had no interest in, in wearing a mask, and she doesn't want to see you wearing one either. She doesn't want you so, wearing one. She doesn't want Bill Gates wearing one. It's the whole <laughs> I mean, and then it just gets real. It gets real I, wild. The devil worship came into it. I don't know where it all came from. But, you know, we are going to try and break this down for people because it has triggered something in a lot of people. And it is very real because we live in the real world and we see it and we experience it. So we are fortunate to have our guest join us today. It's Dr. Romy Mushtaq. We're going to call you Dr. Romy, (laughs) if if that's okay. And the thing is we're calling you a brain doctor because you are because people don't know what a neurologist does. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to be our brain doctor today and explain what it is in people's brain that is triggered by this debate because you have science actually backing it up saying that wearing a mask Mm -hmm. can save lives, not just yours, but the person next to you. So thank you for joining us. And 
why are people so angry? Oh, Matt Ginger, thank you for having me. And I, you know, can we have a moment of honesty here? You know, people, Mm -hmm. uh, corporate clients I work with call me their homie, Dr. Romy. I was a little (laughs) frightened to join you all this morning because people are so angry when I post medical facts about COVID-19 on social media. And I was like, oh gosh, we're going to be on live and people are going to get angry. And I'm just going to ask everybody to pause and say, you know, we're all three here just to talk about what's going on. And I use this analogy often, Ginger, is if I see the check engine light or the the tire pressure light on my car go off, right? I I get nervous. I'm not going to Google it and try to fix it myself. Um, So would you want to bring your car to me if your check engine light went on? No. Right. I mean, that's a little nutty. And so as a trained doctor, it it's confusing to me why we are seeing people making medical decisions when they're not looking at the medical facts. It's been politicized. As you mentioned, people are angry after being cooped up. We all feel out of control. And we're going to dive into this a little bit more. But I I think that's the foundation is we're, we're seeing people making decisions who may not be trained in that area. And they don't want to believe the people that are trained because it's making us all a little uncomfortable. Yeah, Yeah, let's just 99% of us are not trained in that area. So when you say, you know, medical facts, I'm going to listen to you. Well, here's the thing, Ginger, you and Matt do in the media we do. And I I heard something really interesting was um, often when we're on the media, a lot of people may not understand what we're uh, talking about if we don't break it down in simple terms and analogy. And it it feels unrelatable. I, I think that can be one thing as experts. That's our job as experts when you bring us on to talk about it. But here's the other heart of the matter that's going on. There isn't a household in the United States that hasn't been negatively impacted by COVID-19. People know others who've died, who've gotten infected. People have lost jobs. Our businesses are suffering. Everyone is collectively suffering right now. And we want to feel like we're back in control. And for some reason, this mask issue has become the epicenter of, I want to take control back in my life, instead of seeing why it's really important that we know from hardcore medical data from around the world and here in the United States, that wearing a mask is one of the single most effective things we can do to protect ourselves from COVID-19, other people, and stop the spread in the community. It's that simple, and yet it's become this complicated topic. Yeah, it really has, and that's what I wonder. I wonder if this whole anger raginess is less about the actual masks and more about the last four months of being shut in and yes. freaked out and angry. And I feel like any topic that comes up is going to be amplified right now because of the situation we've been in. Agreed, Matt. I think you said that so well, is every aspect of our lives feels out of control. And in school, nobody taught us how to process our grief or our emotions. That's just not a skill set most people learn. Most people don't have access to mental health and therapy, even if they want help here in the United States. It's a crisis. And so when we can't recognize that we're feeling angry or grief from all the negative changes that have happened in this country and around the world, we start doing something in psychology known as projection. And we're projecting our anger that we're feeling about our life situation on someone else wearing a mask or someone who decides not to wear a mask. 
Yeah, I mean, I just don't understand though. What is it that want that someone wants me not to wear it? Like if you see me wearing it, you're you're physically and emotionally angry with me for trying to do the right thing. What is that about? Because if I've made a choice to do this and I'm doing it for me and I'm also doing it for you, then why do you want to just what is it with the camp that wants to just take it right off your face and say you're, you know, and impeding on my rights? Yeah, that that's a little frightening, isn't it? And it it's this tactic of when you don't feel in control yourself, you almost want to transfer that fear or anger to somebody else, Ginger. And and here it is in something simple. In psychology terms, it's known as a negative psychological trigger. If someone's not wearing a mask and they see someone wearing a mask, it's going to remind them we're in a pandemic. You lost your job. A loved one may have gotten sick from COVID-19. Whatever it is, you're stuck homeschooling your kids. Your kids are suffering. Your marriage is under stress. It reminds you subconsciously of what's going on. And you're going to lash out at someone you don't even know because you don't have control of your own life and, and nobody is feeling in control of their life. I'm a doctor and I recognize that our lives have all changed. I mean, haven't both of your lives changed? We're, we're all sitting at home. We're at right? home yeah. now. We're Normally I'm yeah. stuck at work for these podcasts. So yeah, that is definitely a big difference. I do want to bring yeah, in, to work <laughs> I know I love podcast. this podcast is our baby, <laughs> but I do want to, I want to bring in some folks um, who, who are talking about this. We are getting a lot of comments right now and, and it's some of the, the comments are interesting and they're from a perspective that uh, we don't hear. Uh, let's see here. One, wow, there are so many coming in, it is hard for me to keep up with uh, right now. I've ha I have somebody saying I have asthma and my doctor says I shouldn't wear a mask. And then I have someone else who says I have asthma and my doctor says I have to wear a mask so I don't get this because I'm in the more vulnerable population. We also, uh, let me see here. Wow, this is, uh, I'm seeing some of this. David Scott says, government overreach, my body, my choice. We're seeing uh, some of the uh, rhetoric from abortion rights coming into play for masks. We've seen that a lot at the protests as well. And then, um, yeah, oh, this is this one I found interesting. Graham Miller says, people don't believe because the CDC and who changes their rules as often as they change their clothes. And this is an interesting, that yes, I, I want to, I want to ask you about that one because they have, they have, when they, we first came out, they said, Hey, nobody wear masks. They won't help you. And yeah. now all we're hearing is masks will help you. In fact, they'll save the person's life next to you. So tackle that doctor. What, what do you think about that? What I want to talk about is, this is a once in a lifetime situation of a global pandemic. We read about it in medical history in medical school, and this is a new disease. And so we are studying it as we go along. And so initially, yes, some of the guidelines that were coming out of World Health Organization, we didn't know enough to say, did everybody need to wear a mask? But why do we know that information now about six months in or seven months in from the initial infection? in China, because when you compare cities and countries around the world where people were mandated and had to follow government rules to wear masks compared to society like ours, where we're not seeing widespread use of masks, we can now look at data that wasn't available a few months ago. It's known as a fluid situation. The news story is changing. And that makes it all the more confusing to all of us, doesn't it? And, and it adds to the fear and it adds to the anger. And I get it. I hear all of you out there. 
there. And you know what? Let's keep apples in the bins with apples and zombies in the, you know, drawer with zombies and Tiger King over in the other corner. <laughs> this is about wearing masks. We're, I don't want to get into abortion rights and, and the Constitution and all that. I'm a doctor and I'm here to say we need to save each other's lives. We are Orlando strong. We are better than this in Central Florida than to be hurling insults and arguments at each other like this, even when we disagree. Don't you all think so? Oh, my gosh. I think we know so. And the thing is, on both sides, though, people are equally angry. The people who want you to wear a mask are also very vocal and, and verbal about how they feel about it. I think, Matt, we have some, we have an example. I think this was from St. Lucie, where they had a meeting talking about possibly mandating masks. I have the ability to do what I want, when I want, how I want. This is our country, not your country. It is not your job to tell me what to do. I see any of you without a mask on. I will personally call the police on you just so that you get that fine. It's frustrating to see how incredibly selfish some are during this time. I am appalled and disgusted that some can believe a minor inconvenience of wearing a mask outweighs the risk of infecting someone with this virus. Okay, so, I mean, and you hear it, while they weren't, the first guy is clearly ready to do his job. He's on patrol because he was you know, he had on a body cam, like his GoPro was <laughs> mounted to it's his like chest. like he's about so to go base gonna, jumping. Yeah. He's got video evidence and he is, he is on patrol. And, you know, and for the people who want to wear a mask, it's like, that's not the guy you want representing you, really. And the other woman, when you say things to people, like, you know, I'm disgusted by this and that. Well, okay, the worst thing you can say to someone who you're trying to convince to come over to your side is, hey, calm down. And listen to me, that just sets off threat level midnight rage. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ginger, you're absolutely right. I think what's happening on both sides is not only do we not know how to process our grief, but it's how do we have a civil discussion with each other when we don't agree so everybody feels heard and you can listen and, and calmly with an open mind and an open heart to someone. And somehow in today's society, we've become so polarized that that it just becomes who can trade the loudest or most severe insults. And to our minds and our psychology, it feels like somebody literally just slapped your face. And and then what are you going to do? You're going to go on the defense. And most people, you know, we lose control. We already feel out of control. And you start yelling and screaming back. And so the examples you gave right there were an example of what's happening. It's two people that are exchanging toxic language. So, you know, I, I'm not going to disagree whether you choose to wear a mask or not. Okay, it's a constitutional right. Let's get a constitutional lawyer on and, and discuss that. But there is something deeper in that. And that's this empathy and this caring, Ginger, right? It's to know that I care about my health and I don't want to get infected and humanity and, and I don't want to infect someone else. And I, I think that's what we've lost. And and I think of the example of how we came together as a community after the tragedy of Pulse, Orlando, and people from all sides of political viewpoints and that came together as a community to see what we could do to help those that were in need of help and, and move forward. And why have we lost that spirit? We are Orlando strong. What? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I feel like one of the things, you know, you use Pulse as an example. And, you know, 
Pulse had a beginning. We know how it started. It was tragic. And then it ended in a certain way. I mean, while the ramifications still continue, there is no bad guy left lingering. But with this thing, mm-hmm. the, ba- the bad thing or bad guy, whatever you want to call it, is just out there. It's almost like we're being hunted by something and yeah. you can't ever let your guard down. And I, I'm not a person who feels anxiety, but I have been anxious these mm-hmm. past few months. Anxiety is common, and Ginger, you you say that well. When we think of what happened after Pulse Orlando, we were devastated as a community, as a nation, and as a world. And you could see we could have gatherings together in places of worship or in the community to grieve together and to honor the lives that were lost. But this is an ongoing situation that feels like it has no end in sight. So again, when we feel like we lose control, some people get angry. And thank you for your honesty, Ginger, that you're feeling anxious. And that is probably one of the most common complaints I'm hearing from professionals and that I work with on social media is, I'm not someone that normally got anxious, Romy, and now I am. And it all goes back to that feeling of, I feel out of control. And you're right. We don't know when the end is in sight for this. And that's fueling fear. And people are going to continue to act out until we stop and say, how am I feeling? And what can I do about that in this moment? Yeah, uh, that's a good that's a good way to put it. Dr. Romy, uh, my homie, as, as you say, I love that. Um, can I ask you, so we're seeing a lot of people in the chat talk about, I can't wear this because I have a medical issue as a medical professional. Can you address that fact? What are some of the conditions people have that maybe they shouldn't wear a mask? Do those conditions actually exist? Um, You know, I'm not going to answer legally what people are writing in social media, the medical laws as a licensed doctor prevent me to do that. So the most responsible thing I have to say is, please talk to your own physician. When I think of people that may not have well-controlled respiratory illnesses, like you mentioned COPD, you're on oxygen, you don't have well-controlled asthma, you know, wearing a mask for non-medical uh, or healthcare professionals is a new feeling and it can feel suffocating. And then it's hot outside and it requires you to learn a different pattern of breathing. And if you already have challenges, absolutely wearing a mask could be more challenging, but have a discussion with your physician. And if you're not able to wear a mask, then social distancing for you is key. The hard part about this though, Ginger and Matt, is a couple of the conditions I'm telling you, people who have poorly controlled asthma or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD, emphysema, the smoker's lung, The problem is, is this is a respiratory illness and those people are more prone to have really bad infections and negative outcomes from coronavirus. So, you know, it's a double whammy right there. And those are the individuals that as you talk to your doctor, we say, you know, stay at home, work from home. If you can, please practice social distancing. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, so many people, especially living in Florida, it's an inconvenience to wear it because, one, it's super hot right now, and two, if you wear glasses or sunglasses, those get steamed up and fogged up because you're breathing in it. And as people who wear makeup for a living, Matt and I both do, it's once you put on, yeah, and you hey, do as well. Hey, I don't once wear makeup. What are you, what are you talking Matt, about? I was going to say, we need some makeup tips, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> 
Listen, I only <laughs> use eyeliner. That's the only thing I wear, eyeliner and lipstick. So You were working on lipstick for him. Uh, so, but, I mean, you know, you put it on and it rubs off on your face, but we, we have to walk around our office and we have to do that. You know, we have a couple of exceptions. Like once we put it on, once we're and we, we are allowed to go to the studio and back to our desk, but you encounter someone in the hallway and you're not wearing a mask, it is like they just spotted a ghost. Like they... <laughs> <laughs> but which I don't mind. I totally get. So I Listen, just try to Ginger, it's uncomfortable. But you know, the hard part with COVID-19 is because it's such an infectious disease, cameras, TV cameras, and people couldn't go in and see loved ones and wearing a mask. You're absolutely right. And the Florida humidity is not easy. Um, certainly if you're out exercising, but it's much more difficult to be intubated and on a ventilator mm -hmm. and not able to breathe. And yeah, you're not going to like a mask. Uh, you're not going to like an incubator. Uh, right. Yeah. The, a ventilator, not incubator. Uh, ventilator. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it is, and it sounds fear-based when I say that, and yes, it's an, it, it is uncomfortable. I'm not going to deny that as a, when I was practicing medicine and would go into a room where someone had a highly contagious infectious disease, we had to wear the N95 mask, which everybody knows what that is now because they're in crisis shortage, but they were really uncomfortable. You had to train yourself as a doctor to get fitted in it and wear it. And so I understand and I empathize and I don't disagree with you. We're already all mentally uncomfortable, stuck at home, homeschooling children, working from home. People are out of jobs. They're still looking for their unemployment here in Florida. Many people, it's stressful, but don't blame it on the mask. Yeah. I, yeah, I think we can all agree that wearing a mask sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> I never realized that I've never worn masks before. You go out in public, it gets itchy. Yeah, like Ginger was saying, you fog up your glasses. When it's a million degrees out in Florida, it's nearly impossible to keep that thing on, which I think part of the mask is it keeps people from going out because you're so miserable out. But the reason I wear a mask when I go out is not to keep myself safe. It's to keep you safe. I don't want my little creepy droplets making their way over to you. I'm not wearing it for me. I'm wearing it for you. So yeah. I think when I'm wearing a well, mask, that's what thing. we're hoping. It is. And I appreciate that. That's showing empathy and compassion for others. But the newest data that just got released last week is actually showing wearing a mask can actually help myself. Me wearing mask and you wearing your mask is helping you also not get COVID-19, especially if someone around you is not wearing a mask and they're spraying all the droplets, it's not as likely to come into your own nose and mouth. So we now know that again, you know, it's just like there's a race to find a vaccine and a race to find a, a drug that works. We're learning more and more about how this spreads and the effectiveness of a mask. And listen, for all of you out there that are saying, I'm angry, Dr. Romy, I don't want to wear a mask. Stop talking. I hear you. I see you. I know you're angry. I know this is inconvenient. I know you don't want to, but really I firmly believe as I've had the blessing to travel almost the 50 states of the United States, I speak for a living and work for companies before all this happened at the core of our nation. We are kind and giving people and care about our neighbors. Like we can do this exactly like Matt was saying and be uncomfortable so that we can stop the spread in this country. Yeah, and people even get mad when you say things like what Matt just said. I'm I'm doing it for you. It's like you're not doing anything for me. I you don't. I mean, they just get angry about that. But I I can understand, you know, because when you look at it, it's like you're being muzzled almost. And people just and that's all we have right now is the ability to talk to each other via Zoom, Skype, 
or whatever. So when you're saying wear a mask now, it almost feels like you're trying to even take away our ability to talk, but it's a mask, not masking tape or duct tape. And then I just ask that people please think about those first responders and those doctors on the front lines who are hours and hours and hours wearing them without complaining and saving lives and doing their jobs. And we're just asked to wear it when we're simply out in public breathing, you know, community air. Yeah, especially when we can't practice social distancing, Ginger. And, and I think that's part of the surge in the cases we're seeing in several states, including here in the state of Florida, is because as we opened, we didn't practice the social distancing and wear the masks. It's it's basic science in the cities and communities where people were practicing social distancing and wearing the masks. They don't see the increase in alarming rate of infections that we're having daily here in Florida. Yeah. Are you worried about our 4th of July holiday coming up? And, you know, the South Florida beaches are closed, but Central Florida beaches are, are open. So that tells me that maybe those South Florida people who would go to the beach there are going to be headed to the beaches that are open. Are you a little nervous about what's going to happen to our numbers after this? Uh, Ginger, I, you know, it's not about what I think. I think it's about all of the public health officials and, and medical officials are worried about what is going to happen. Because here's the thing. Back in March and April, we were hoping that maybe the COVID-19 virus would die with heat. And as the summer months came, like influenza, you see less cases. And unfortunately, we know from both here in the United States and in other hot countries like Brazil and India that it, the, the virus is multiplying at an alarming rate. And so, you know, this idea of I'm outside at the beach or walking outside under the hot Florida sun, the virus is going to die. We're not really sure. And mm -hmm. we look at the images of how crowded the beaches are. I think that's the other issue. There is no social distancing. Yeah, no. it's a it's a really good point. I, I think a lot of areas that have extreme heat in our world have been uh, just plagued by this virus. I would like to say, Ginger, uh, thank you for bringing up my makeup because Tracy Crane wants, she's getting married in October and she says maybe Matt can do my makeup. I would almost do it just to see what her wedding pictures turned out to look like because. Unless be she's crazy. trying to hide a five o'clock shadow, I don't think you're the guy to go. That's what I'm, I'm good just, at. I'm good at accentuating dimples and getting rid of the five o'clock shadow. Could that be the next podcast I join you on? You could give me a Skype makeup tutorial because I'm struggling oh, a little bit. You here. are beautiful. I would when you showed up on our little Skype thing. I'm like, oh, look at you. I mean, seriously, you're you're gorgeous. But you know, we, you could probably help us out. I've got I the want... lights. That also nope. makes a difference, Tracy. Yes. You look so good. You look so good. But I do want to ask you one thing. On your website, it says your mind is strong medicine. Right. And I so feel that and I believe that. So for those of us who have minds that are a little shaky right now. Right. What can we what can we tell our minds? What can we do right now? Starting today, if we're feeling anxious and feeling a little out there and nervous. What can we do, Dr. Romy? Uh, thank you, Ginger, for asking that. First of all, I just want to tell everybody whether you're angry, whether you're full of fear, panicked or anxious, you're not alone. And in times of social distancing, that is the issue. We feel alone. And then there's this idea that maybe I'm the only one that's feeling anxious. And so, Ginger, that, I thank you for um, you know, sharing that. I've been worried. I have two elderly parents with health issues. And so worry consumes me. So the first step is to say it out loud and maybe say it to someone else who'll listen is, I am angry. I am frustrated. I am anxious. Whatever that feeling is, number one is name the emotion. Because if we just walk around trying to be positive all the time, 
and say, everything is fine. We're stuffing those negative emotions away. And then you start raging at someone else who chose to wear a mask and you don't or vice versa. Right. And those were the clips we were seeing. So number one, name your emotion. Number two is for those of us that tend to worry and anxious and we can't calm down. The idea is to change the scenery of your brain, get away from your digital devices. Mm -hmm. And I play the two, two, two game. So can we do that with each other here? Give me two things that you can both see in your field of vision right now. Oh, oh well, I can, I can see, uh, I can, I can see my lip gloss uh-huh. <laughs> and I can see my, you know, my other, my other computer. Okay. And how about you, Matt? I see my coffee cup and I see it real close <laughs> and, uh, and, and I see, uh, two beautiful faces on the screen with me. How about that? Aww. Thank you. Yes. And then you go, what are two things that I can hear right now? What are two things I can touch? And what are two things I can smell? And you can even all do the, the checks oh. since we're at home. Uh, right I'm not doing that. Uh, whatever it is. That's too early. <laughs> One of us didn't shower today. And, and, and the idea of the, the two, two, two game is you're boggling your brain to look at two other things, hear two other things, touch, taste two other things. So your focus goes elsewhere and that automatically starts to calm us down. And then we do the controlled breathing exercise because listen, when someone is all angry or anxious, like those clips you were saying, if I walked up to him and said, honey, I'm Dr. Romy. I'd like you to breathe right now. I'd probably get punched. (laughs) That's the sad thing. Yes. Yeah. So we've got to acknowledge the emotions, play the two, two, two game to scramble your brain. Another one that I've taught a lot of professional athletes when they're in a fast moving game is to step to the sidelines and recite the alphabet backwards. It scrambles your brain and it takes your focus off of whatever stimulus was making you anxious. Because really, Ginger, the truth of the matter is we open up social media and we get news about COVID-19. We feel anxious. We see someone with a mask or not wearing a mask. We get anxious because it reminds us all right now. that none of us Mm -hmm. are having that BC life right now before COVID. And we're all trying to navigate AC after COVID. And it's, it's just, what can I do now in this moment to feel in control? Because the rest of life feels out of control for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And one of, one of the things I was talking to Ginger about on my vacation, which we brought up at the very beginning of the show is I got to do something that totally allowed my mind to escape all this craziness. I was fly fishing and so, and I could really focus on it. It was an activity to where I couldn't really think about anything else and I could just focus on trying to catch this little fish. Mm-hmm. And I found it so gratifying to just be able to focus. You know, there are a lot of activities watching TV or things that you just turn your mind off, but do you find hobbies that actually make your mind work are more effective at getting the stress out of you? Yeah, you know, with that same 222 concept, Matt, it's the idea when you're touching and seeing and hearing and doing repetitive tasks, it's very calming. So, you know, I don't know how to fly fish or if we don't have the opportunity. The advice that I've been giving people is do something repetitive, like pulling out weeds in your garden or folding your laundry. I'm a big fan of Marie Kondo and the Kondo method. And there's something (laughs) neurotic and also calming about doing her method of folding all your underwear, you know, and it takes time or organizing your spice rack or whatever that may be, that repetitive action where you're focusing on another task um, really can be helpful. And remember, this is a now normal, a new normal every day. So maybe some of the activities that made us feel calm before, like me normally walking outside in nature would calm me down instantly. I'm finding I need to do something 
a lot more, uh, I think, stimulating or getting my heart rate up to calm down now. And I, I'm finding that with everybody else. I don't know about the two of you. It's kind of like we're finding new activities to keep us calm. Yeah. I'm a farmer now and oh, Matt knows geez. it all too well because I, I planted a garden and every day I show him the growth and he's like, how many days are you going to make me no, look at no. this? No, she shows me video <laughs> of plants. Plants are not active. I don't need to see video of your plants. Plants are alive and they have feelings, Matt. I, we, we don't want to hurt the feelings of oh, Ginger's plants. Here we go. Ginger, you know what? I say in the news feed down here, I'll, I'll post a picture of the weeds I'm going to pull out this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. will you post a picture of your plants? How's that? You know, I would for be happy to do that. Oh, Thank you, geez. Dr. Rowley. Great. We just undid all of the good that we've done for the last half hour. <laughs> Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Well, I this think I think we can all just agree that the key to solving this problem is folding your underwear. Can we just all... <laughs> I mean, I think we we figured it out, guys. I, I don't have that much underwear in my drawers, Matt. Maybe we're going to need to to start tackling your underwear drawers. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. that. Awesome. That is so awesome. But Dr. Romy, I have to say that you are very I feel so much better, honestly. You're so you have this presence that's very soothing mm -hmm. and you're calming and you put really good energy out into the atmosphere. And I can feel that coming through my computer. And I honestly, I sincerely mean that. And I appreciate you and I appreciate you sharing that with us. And I hope other people pick up on that too and can feel that energy as well. Thank you. My, I, my meditation and mindfulness practice daily. It's, you know, the reason your mind is strong medicine for sure. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. One day we have to have you on and do some of these breathing exercises you do. I think that would be Absolutely. Be big. Sure. All right. Dr. Romy, you are amazing. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. Ginger Gadsden, I'm proud of you because by the I end of the, this. the This is how I usually end up so, in the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't have a cameraman. So Ginger, when she gets really <laughs> into the interview, she just leans farther and farther in and I can't say anything about it and it drives me crazy. So look at you. We're growing as a podcast. <laughs> Do you know how engaging she is? It was so hard for me not to just creep right to the camera. Just Ginger starts <laughs> eating the camera. I'm giving you a virtual hug too, oh, Ginger. Thank you. Oh, you guys are great. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Romy. And thank you to all those who are chiming in with your comments. We do appreciate you. Stay safe out there. Wear your mask. And we'll see you next yeah. week. Bye, everybody.